Welcome back to Full Freedom Podcast. Yes. <laughs> I have an amazing friend with me here today. Her name is Lizzie, and in case anybody's interested to know, she spells it L-I-Z-E-E. <laughs> I think that's a very important to mention. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it just makes a difference. <laughs> um, don't get the right one. <laughs> anyway, I'm just going to get you to introduce yourself first, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. I'm Lizzie, L-I-Z-E-E. Uh, I'm married to Andrew, who is um, originally from South Africa, and I've got Isaac and Esther and Jonah, uh, who are almost 11, 7 and 4. Great. (laughs) How did we meet? Great question, Harriet. (laughs) How did we meet? I think the first time I saw you was at a worship evening, I saw this woman come in who I'd never seen before, um, excited that there was another new face coming into church. And then, I don't know, you started coming to church and you started coming to our house group and you've just, uh, you just stuck around. <laughs> I did. I'm very good at doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Eating the food that we could. Yes, I'm known to do that as well. <laughs> so I just want to say to everybody listening, I'm 100% sure you're in for a treat today. <laughs> so one reason why I'm so Under excited. <laughs> so excited about um, having Lizzie on this podcast is I've got to know her very well (laughs) and she is so authentic and and vulnerable and she just you know she's human so you know we all go through these things but one thing that just stands out so much to me is that she always like pushes through and wants to know she challenges her thoughts and wants to know you know what God's will is for certain situations I'm very excited. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> um, so Lizzie, when I asked you to be on this podcast, what things like immediately came up that you thought I could talk about? Interesting. So when you first mentioned it, I didn't think of anything. And I think was one of the things was you, you can get used to the way you're at right now and forget the walk that you've been on hmm. um, and all the stuff that you've been through. And... I can't remember where that verse is, but it reminds you to look back on what God's done in your life and to remember his goodness and stuff. So then the more I was thinking about it and praying about it, and a couple of things came up, but one of the things was having an eating disorder when I was younger. Right. Which I don't have now. <laughs> Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's good. I think it's such a good point that you mentioned um, about how you're so used to how things are now and mm. you forget about what God has done in the past and sometimes it does take intentional thought about where you were Mm. to like where you are now so yeah so you said you had an eating disorder when you were younger can you just give me like a little overview of of what your what that looked like for you and what your like thoughts and feelings were at that time Mm. so I remember being quite chubby when I was little and family would often say things Uh, about it and words are really powerful when they're spoken over you as a child and as an adult they're really powerful and um we have to be really careful that what we say to people and over people and um and I think that as a child just really stuck that I was I was the the chubby one my sister was a beautiful one I was the chubbier one yeah and that had yeah that had real power over me I then got sick I had triangular fever when I was about I think I was 16 I didn't have the energy to do anything didn't have the energy to eat so obviously then I lost weight and then I realised actually 
hold on a minute, if I don't eat, I can <laughs> lose weight and then I won't be the chubby one anymore. Yeah. Now I recognise it as hearing lies, but at the time it was just, this is, this is great, this is what works and I don't have to eat food. And it was probably about a year maybe of not eating properly, I would say. So mm. in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't particularly long, but obviously it's a long time for a 17, 16, 17 year old. Yeah, and unhealthy um, thoughts to yeah. be edged in your brain. Yeah, definitely. And just like now when I see adults as well, but teenagers go through that, it just breaks my heart that their identity is just so broken. Mm. Whether they're Christians or not, their identity is broken and that's not what God wants over us. He doesn't want us to be like that Yeah. or think of ourselves. So then coming out of that, I went on a mission trip to Bangladesh and... When you're there, obviously it's it's very rude. They don't have any money, they don't have any food. So when they're giving you food, you kind of have to eat it. Mm. So I just had to get over it, I suppose. And looking back, I think, was there anything spiritual that made me come out of it? Probably was. God was obviously doing stuff. Yeah. But I think when you first asked me about this, the lies that I was hearing was, well, it wasn't anything spiritual coming out of it. So surely you haven't got full freedom and surely there isn't healing there because you just... <laughs> got over it by going to Bangladesh yeah but in actual fact that's that's lies and the more you recognize what the enemy's trying to do there's more power isn't there and allowing God to move so yeah I went to Bangladesh and was there for a year and <clears throat> physically got over the eating disorder yeah I was able to eat then mentally I was not probably in any better a place yeah um so let me just put this in into like context so this was uh what age seven yeah i was about 18 17 18 17 18 and were you a christian at this point yes so i'd always been going to church i don't remember a specific time where i asked jesus into my life i just knew that he was truth Hmm. um i would say at that point i was broken and i didn't know the truth as much as obviously i do now but it's always a journey isn't it yeah so yes i was a christian yeah Hmm. was there um, a point when you're walking through this eating disorder for a year that you thought, hang on a minute, this doesn't line up to, to what I know is true. Or like you said, you didn't actually realise that area of freedom yet. I would say I definitely didn't get freedom in that mentally and spiritually, I guess, for a long, long time. Like mm. even, I don't know, five years ago, I would say I was still battling with the thoughts and you know, I've got a family now and that was one thing that drove me was to not pass this on, to not have my children see me like that. And I would, in t- over time, I'd obviously as life goes, you put on weight, you lose weight. And as soon mm. as I put on weight, I would be like, right, I need to stop eating. But wouldn't do anything about it because of the family. Right. And because I knew it was wrong. Yeah. I think in the last five years, I have recognised that as lies. And now I can say that is not from god i rebuke that in jesus name yeah so how did you initially know that these thoughts were lies or was it just like you said that journey of continually understanding truth in different areas yeah i think it was con it was continually understanding the truth and the more you read scripture and um what god sees over us and what god says over us and yeah he wants he like I was even reading this morning that Psalm 139 is it and how he sees us when we rise and when we go to sleep and Mm. he knits us in our mother's womb and 
And the verse that always gets me is that he his thoughts for us are more numerous than the grains of sand. Yeah. And when you think of that and like how much God delights in us and he doesn't want us to be broken. Like mm. I don't want my kids to be hurting and thinking badly of themselves. Mm. So God's thoughts are like massive and more in in comparison to me as a human. So the more I realised and the more I studied the Bible and grew in his love and walking in the spirit more, I realised that these aren't healthy thoughts. Yeah. So I think something you said, do you, so do you even now, so you know that these thoughts aren't healthy, mm. but so does that mean you still have them? Yeah. So right now, obviously, post-Christmas, <laughs> where you eat lots of food, and uh, I haven't been able to do as much exercise as I want to, so I'm feeling a bit grace. And, you know, even now, I'm like, the easiest thing would be to just not eat. And Yeah. You know, I think it's so important, and I've heard from um, a lot of people that had have uh, eating disorders in their, in their past, is that the thoughts... I'm not going to say this for everyone, um, but the thoughts uh, <clears throat> still come mm. um, quite easily. Like, generally, that's one of the first things mm. in their minds. So how, what would you say to a person that's uh, struggling with this that still have, like, those thoughts? What do you do when those thoughts come in? Mm. I guess um, I always thought it was normal. This is what everyone thinks. This is what everyone thinks that... That's so interesting. The best way to lose weight <laughs> is to stop eating. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously I know, na- I know now, especially by speaking to more people about it and how they don't think like that, maybe... Um, <laughs> That that's not normal hmm. um i think recognizing those thoughts and just because you have those thoughts doesn't mean you are sinning hmm. um it's then acting on it and walking in that it's not what god's got for you it's not the best thing that god wants for you so how would i encourage people get people around you who can speak truth and know you're vulnerable in that place hmm. they can be speaking words and truth over you but also for yourself when you start to have those thoughts just just say, I bind up those thoughts in the name of Jesus. And do you know what's interesting? I, I do that so regularly for many different things. Like if I'm thinking, I don't know, laying in bed thinking, what happens if something happens to my children? Oh, they're going to drown or something stupid. I'm like, right, that is ridiculous. I bind that thought up in the name of Jesus Christ and command it to leave. And mm. literally it goes straight away. Mm. Like I can't even think about thinking about it because it's not there. Like even if I try, it's not there. Yeah. So I know that Jesus has that authority to do that. Yeah. So when I say, oh, I'm putting on a bit of weight, or if you think I'm putting on a bit of weight, I need to stop eating, just say I bind up those thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And replace that then with truth of how Jesus sees you and that he delights in you. Mm. His word is powerful and has authority and declaring it over our lives um, is always a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned that you physically got over your eating disorder mm. at 18, 19, mm. something like that. Yeah. But so how old are you now? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Little cheeky smile there. Uh, 35. <laughs> Only in the last five years mm. have you recognised the thoughts or mm. what was that? Only in the last five years what's happened? Yeah, I think... <clears throat> Maybe it's a bit longer, I don't know. Time blurs into one, doesn't it? Especially <laughs> since we've lost two out many years of our life for COVID. Yeah. I think it's just, it's recently I've, I care less about what people think about me. Mm-hmm. And I, I can say I just, I, I don't care what people think about me. Obviously, there's always that small thing of like, I don't know, 
whatever but genuinely I just don't really care what people think about me yeah um I'm fairly confident in myself and I think that grows with age Mm. normally generally not normally maybe generally yeah but also the more I walk with Jesus Mm -hmm. that confidence in myself Mm -hmm. who God has said I am but Mm. also in in him Mm. so the confidence in him has just made me realize yeah um I think it's important to note that just because you've you got over your the physical aspect of Mm. your eating disorder doesn't mean that the effects of that disorder then went as well yeah and I think you know everything that you spoke about just now is all talking about like the motive behind what was the motive behind your eating disorder and just because let's say somebody stopped the physical aspect of it which obviously is a good thing but God still there still wants you to walk in freedom in your mind yeah and you could tell in your mind you still weren't free in that area yeah um so yeah I think it's important to encourage people to to continue to just push on like question you know what their thoughts are to do with eating Mm. you know does it is it still the same as what it was before even if you did have uh still doing the physical aspect of it Mm. And yeah, just really get people around you, like you said, to mm. help you to help you through that. And I think it's 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 I guess a one. I think one when you've got an aspect of freedom in one area of your life, and you know just how good God is, yeah. and and it's like you just want to have that in every area of your life. Yeah. So once you've tasted who God is, you just want it everywhere. And mm. obviously, some paths are harder than others mm. to get there. That's you know why community is good and having connections is good i think it's so important because in a worldly aspect you look at someone who has had an eating disorder or i don't know even things like self-harms or whatever Mm. and yes they may not be doing it again as you said physically it's not happening for me it wasn't happening physically but god wants more than that he wants us Mm. to be free in our hearts and our minds yeah the world just wants us to be obviously the world does want you to be free in those areas but they can't see that and god sees our hearts and our minds and he says i can see that you're you you've dealt with that physically but actually let's get to the root cause now yeah and yeah hearing truth rather than lies yeah being a christian god encourages christians to fast so and obviously growing up as a christian how did you know having an eating disorder Growing up as a Christian, knowing that fasting is an element um, encouraged mm. by God, how did that affect that area? Yeah, so I think growing up at home, I never really... You hear about fasting in church, but I didn't know anything about it. Mm. I can't say I, my family may have fasted. I didn't know about it, though, mm-hmm. really. And then obviously as an adult, and the more you re- understand more of the Bible, I realise that that is, what do we say, it's not a commandment, an encouragement. <laughs> God really wants us to fast so that we can get to know him better and spend time and so that is obviously you're fasting you're not eating something and for someone with an eating disorder that is that can be a real big trigger you know and you could use it to be a manipulation of well I'm doing it for God so it's okay I'm not eating this week because I'm doing it for God Mm -hmm. but the enemy knows that there's a weakness there yeah and we'll try and use that Mm -hmm. and we'll try and say either way you know we'll try and say oh, look, look how much weight you're losing because you're fasting. Look, isn't this good? And yeah. use it for that. Or you can't do it because mm-hmm. of your eating disorder and therefore you don't ever walk in any of that, what God's called you to, to, mm. to go into fasting. And that this was a really, really recent thing. Mm. I remember 
I don't think I'd ever actually said anything about eating disorders to anyone before. And then I was in the car with a friend mm. and we were talking about fasting and I just said, I don't think I can fast because I've had an eating disorder. Mm. Even just like speaking out, there was such power in that. Maybe that's when the breakthrough happened. I don't know. Maybe mm. that person started praying for it. I don't know. But yeah. I think I... We were meant to be fasting, obviously, this... Well, I am fasting this week. We are meant to be fasting, but obviously due to illness, I uh, couldn't do a full fast that I wanted to. But now, after Christmas, as I said, you put on weight, and there's that initial thing of, like, I'm going to fast, and therefore I'm going to lose weight with that. Mm. But as I said before, like, quickly recognising <clears throat> that is not God's plan. Yeah. And now I can rebuke that in Jesus' name mm. straight away. Yeah. And I have such joy in fasting. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, who has joy in fasting? <laughs> <laughs> surely no one (laughs) not in the denying yourself of food but like having victory over circumstances and Mm -hmm. the drawing close to god that element of it Mm. outweighs every single aspect of the eating disorder and i would never have thought that i could have got to this place because it was such a big battle yeah you said it outweighs anything about your eating disorder but this is when you have like a healthy mindset and you can yeah. capture those lies yeah obviously when you when you can't do that and you are doing it for the wrong motives and then like you said it might be a trigger mm. probably not i don't know i think god know. well i don't think i know god knows <laughs> our hearts and our minds and mm. i don't know i don't think he would encourage us to do that if we're not in a place where it's going to be healthy for us yeah i definitely agree with you there i think obviously there's there's, there's more to fasting than food you could fast social media you can f- <laughs> You can fast your I phone. I just rolled my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you can fast caffeine, you know. Um, yeah. Or whatever it is, TV, yeah. you know, there's more to that. So in, maybe until people are at a place where they can learn to capture those thoughts yeah. and learn to take captive of that and speak truth over it, there are alternative ways than just yeah, eating. Absolutely. And let me just say for the record, I do think that fasting social media is a good idea. Yeah. However... <laughs> Does it come with the same power as fasting food? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything that just, you know, any distraction yeah. that you take away and focus on God, I think is a brilliant yeah. uh, thing to do. There's definitely something amazing about denying yourself food. Yeah. And you're relying on God more. And um, when you feel hungry, you're like, God, I can't do this. I need you. And focusing on him mm-hmm. and praying into things. And it's such a spiritual battle to fast to pray over stuff Mm. so yeah that's definitely been a breakthrough recently with fasting that's amazing um you know what would you so if there's people out there that let's say are at the point where you know they can capture those lies and speak truth over their eating disorder and they haven't you know they know fasting is there and it's encouraged however they're very like dubious about doing it because of the thoughts that they may have or Mm. Like, how would you encourage somebody to step forward um, step by step in that? I think we can often see fasting as this big, massive thing. Mm. You know, you think of Jesus in the Bible and he fasted for 40 days and other <laughs> people who fasted for like days and days and days. Mm. And obviously people can do that and there's a place for that as well. But yeah. I think for people who are starting that journey, mm-hmm. it can be as simple as, you know, missing breakfast missing one meal a day yeah or just for one day or not eating until supper mm-hmm. and there's such a varied way of doing fasting from something and i think 
starting in that journey it's really important to have people around you who are accountable to you yeah people who you can say i'm going to be doing this i want to draw closer to god but you need to be aware of this yeah uh, where what journey i've been on what i've walked through yeah and just be be prepared (laughs) no that was hard to say (laughs) be praying protection (laughs) all right say that again (laughs) i think having people around you who can be praying protection over your mind and your heart and making sure they're checking in with you as well Mm. and equally you checking in with them yeah it is an amazing experience to fast you know like yeah it is amazing experience to fast and i think when you've seen when when you've done it once coming from a place of an eating disorder and then you the first time you fast you realize actually there's power in it Mm -hmm. and for me i think i realized that there was no stronghold over me over it again amen i knew that the enemy didn't have that and that the victory was (coughs) god's (laughs) yeah do you continually have to fight for that victory like every time you fast yeah the thoughts definitely still come in like really quickly but i can now say having done it a few times that i know the peace of god over it and Mm -hmm. because of that you can then stand on that and say jesus has a victory and praying that over it as well yeah i think it's like you said when you did it you understand how much power there is and Mm -hmm. I think also there's so much power in the words that you speak like we we may think and even the lies of the the enemy is like oh you know these words don't mean nothing Mm. so it's like when you speak out truth you need to understand that you speaking out truth has so much power Mm. even though you might not feel it you might not think that it's true but from the bible we know it's true yeah so just speaking out those words will just break something yeah I think even just having declarations I don't know in the weeks before having putting declarations up over your mirror as you're getting ready or mm-hmm. reading it over yourself the week before and just saying i'm a child of god i stand on god's victory and he says these things over me he delights in me he he sings mm. over us and having those truths repeatedly saying over yourself mm. is going to be a good thing <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely